This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. All right, welcome to our show today. What is your name? Cat Painter. Cat Painter. What is your primary role in the Line Dance community? I am um, an instructor and choreographer in the Line Dance community. Okay, Dovey. And how did you get started with uh, with Line Dance? Huh. Um, well, when I was, gosh, about nine or ten, I did square dancing. A lot. A lot. I was part of a square dancing club for a few years, and it was fantastic, amazing, and I loved it. And then um, we moved to another city, or town technically, and... Um, a friend of mine that I met in school, she saw, well, my mom's going to this line dance place. Do you want to come? And I was all, do they play country music? And she said, yes. And I said, okay. And I think I was 12, maybe 13, but I think I was 12. And it ended up being at a bowling alley in the town. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Wait, which bowling alley was this? Uh, it was in, uh, man, where was it? Lodi. It was in Lodi. Hmm. Lodi, California. There's a bowling alley in Lodi, California. It's not there anymore. Interesting. I actually have seen places online where they've hosted uh, line dancing at bowling alleys, probably because of the wood floors. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, what was your background in dance and, uh, and country music leading into line dancing um, as far as, like, um, one making you think the next would be interesting? Um, well, I'm from the southern Midwest, so I always listen to country music. I grew up with country music, oldies and country. Um, and then like good classic country. And then um, we moved to California and I still listen to country. I, I still now, 30, almost five years later, listen to country music. That's my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And um, I had, other than my parents square dancing, and uh, my dad kind of dancing around with me here and there when I was young. I had no background in dance other than square dancing. Oh. Yeah. And what was it that made you think you wanted to take a more of a leadership role in it, like instructing and choreography? Uh, well, I kind of fell into that, actually. I, I picked up dances very quickly. I um, kind of had a knack for it, and I like to do things that I do well that come easy. Mm -hmm. I don't like to bash my head against the wall. And so um, so it was actually kind of just, oh look, I do this really, really, really well. And I was doing it for a couple years and um, one of the instructors there had um, had to leave on some, some trip or something for two weeks or three weeks. And they had somebody else come in well, that person wasn't as comfortable, and so I helped them out first. And then everybody loved the way I taught, and so then they would ask me to teach, and then I just kind of went from there. I'm like, I'm not really an instructor, um, but I was apparently good at it, so I kind of kept with it. And so I've been teaching for many, many, many years. Now there's an interesting question. You say you weren't really an instructor, but you are now an instructor. I what, am now. What's the difference exactly? Um, there is a huge difference between people who teach or people who think they can teach and an instructor. Um, it's kind of like the difference between somebody who's like, hey, yeah, I can teach you math, and somebody who's actually 
developed knowledge in it and they've they've studied it and they know um, how to break it down more simply for many different kinds of people to pick up versus oh look I can show you the steps it's like a somebody who dances really well going oh well I, I I'm a dancer so I can teach well are you a dancer or are you just somebody who goes out and dances right um, I think to be considered top of your profession which would be and it doesn't have to be profession it could be your hobby you have to be um, you know somebody who's recognized by other people in that profession or hobby um, and I think that it takes knowledge it takes um, experience it takes um, knowing background technique um, being able to say say one one move in four or five different ways so that your whole class can get it and grasp it because if you say kickball change not everybody in your class is going to know what a kickball change is you know especially if it's a beginning level and then you break it down you're like oh well you're going to kick this foot step on this foot step on that one um, and everybody's like oh, okay you kick you step on the ball of the foot you change weight well what if somebody doesn't know what the ball of the foot is you know what if they're from another country what if um, they're not quite understanding the English language quite as well but that's all you speak and that's what you teach in um, what if you aren't being able to be seen because your class is really big and there's people in the back who are like I don't know when a kickball changes you know and being able to break that down especially slowly and and really slow things down if you can do a kickball change really slow and I'm, I mean milliseconds like just move in slow motion go like hey we're gonna kick this foot forward does everybody see that yes okay bring it back step on it change the weight and change it again I've broken it down a few different times to people and I'm like hey a kickball change easiest way kick step twice wow. right mm -hmm. and you just you learn things that that you need to you need to say it one way and then you need to twist it and say it another way maybe the next time around maybe while you're explaining what it is you know, not everybody knows a shuffle. Not everybody knows a sailor step or a sailor shuffle or a twinkle, you know? They just don't. And so we have to explain what a pivot is. And a lot of people go, okay, now turn around. Mm -hmm. Well, how far are you turning? Are you turning a quarter? Are you turning a half? Are you turning three quarters? Do you need to change weight or do you not need to change weight? Um, and so I think it just takes some experience. It takes some knowledge. I think you really need to study what you're going to do to be considered towards the top of what you do and when when you are considered that then you become an instructor versus somebody who teaches okay so two questions related to that one is what was your training grounds that you felt like you had an adequate toolkit to consider yourself uh, ready for any group and also who else has that toolkit who else is a legitimate line dance instructor in your mind um wow a lot of people actually um so what i I actually didn't classify myself as an instructor originally. Like I'm like I'm somebody who teaches. I'm just teaching. I'm not really an instructor. You know, I have no training. I have no background. I don't know all the technique. Um, but I picked up everything on the floor very quickly, and I learned things with dance very quickly. So it was paying attention to the good instructors. Paying attention to um, back then it was uh, Michael Barr, Michelle Burton. Um, Jackie and Doug Miranda, um, Joe Thompson, now Szymanski. Um, like, those are people who I am like, these are amazing people. 
you know nowadays Rachel McEnany White is amazing she really breaks things down and she knows what she's doing she's competed she's um, you know found out what works for her how people relate to her and how she can use that to make them more comfortable in her class to you know and so that's what I did I, I, I looked at people and I went look Joe teaches technique like this and I realized okay what is everything called I didn't just look it up online um, it was what, what does this person call it? What does that person call it? What does the, the you know, uh, dance community as a whole call it? Um, where is everything, um, you know, where's the weight shift? Where, how does the body work? And so what I did is I, I built all that knowledge by watching people who were amazing instructors and considered amazing instructors in the field at the time. Um, and then I went to school. I got my bachelor degree in dance. Oh, well, there you go. I, yeah, I shifted um, from, I, I was going to go from, um, through the back door of dance, through the kinesiology department. Um, so I studied anatomy, physiology, kinesiology, dance kinesiology. I had to study body movement and dance say, movement. That explains and, the body rolls. Yeah, and. <laughs> you, your and, uh, body rolls are on point. <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. That's natural, by the way. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. But I mean, I, I had to I had to study it. Most people are like, oh, you're, you, you got a dance degree. You just had to go take some dance classes. No, you have to know, you know, background and dance history on so many different varieties of dances. I had to study African, yeah. Wow. I had to study jazz and tap and I had to take some ballet and some stuff. But I didn't do that until I was, 28 years old. I didn't go back to school and get my bachelor's until I was 28. I got my um, associates and then my dad got sick and so I kind of dealt with some other stuff going on. But but so I didn't go back and actually really like in-depth study. I had taken anatomy and kinesiology and stuff because I was going through the kinesiology department. Um, but the dance portion, I didn't do ballet or tap or African or um, jazz when I was young. I didn't um, take those until I was 28. And ballet at 28 is not fun. Mm. Just saying. Um, and then um, I, I just had a knack for it. And I loved it. And so I studied it. Um, when people were asking me to teach, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we're in a club. Let's, you know, I'll teach you this dance. It was like, wait. I need to know this dance. I need to make sure I know it. And I don't want to teach it wrong. You know, somebody took the time. I'm huge on, as a choreographer myself, I'm huge on respecting other people's work. You know, it's like plagiarism pretty much is what it feels like sometimes when somebody takes somebody's work and they change it. And then they're like, hey, look, this is a dance. Well, that's not the dance. That's not the one they, they spent time, you know, how, listening to the music, choreographing to the music, making sure things hit well to the music. Um, and same thing, there's a difference between a choreographer and a, somebody who thinks they can just choreograph a dance. You know, and it's knowledge and it's, it's music knowledge and it's a bunch of stuff. But, so I really studied and I really took time to hone my craft into what it is. And I've been teaching for many, many, many years. I, I've been teaching for over, oh my gosh, 16, 17, 
years. Um, and so it, it's taken some, some time, but other people classify me as an instructor. And so when other people that I respected started classifying me as an instructor, that's when I started calling myself an instructor. And that's when I started, you know, being an instructor versus I, I'm somebody who teaches. I'm still studying. I'm, I mean, even now, I still go through and I still take classes from, you know, Joe Zemanski, from Rachel McEnany. Um, and I still look for new choreography of, like, up-and-coming choreographers and going, okay, what's, what's the new and upcoming trend in choreography? And so like, that's why. For example, we have the, the song Crank It Up playing in the background, and uh, I know Trevor Thornton has a, a dance to this. He's mm -hmm. been putting out a lot of good stuff lately. Like, he has. He's got uh, going ham for this one. Yeah, and he just uh, won the line dance competition and is teaching over in England. Yeah. Yeah. Where he is, he is a great choreographer, um, but somebody referred to him as a great bar instructor. And um, it, was, it was a judge that had judged him. He goes, don't get me wrong, he's a great bar instructor. Huh. Um, and there, there's a difference. You have to know your niche. And he's putting out some good stuff. And people need to start looking at it and going, hey, is this just a bar dance? Is it only people in bars going to do it? Well, if so, it might last longer. Mm. You know? Um, we as a dance community need to like come together and support everything as long as it's being respected correctly. Have you ever taken a dance that is great except for like this one little part where they shouldn't have put that move? Do you just like reteach it differently or do you say, no, this is how it is and I'm going to turn around when it gets to that point, you do what you need to? Oh, I teach it exactly how it is on the step sheet. Oh, wow. Exactly. Because I respect that, you know, I might not respect the choreographer themselves, but I respect the the process that they went through choreographing their dance um, you know I wouldn't take a movie and go hey this whole movie is great except for this ending let's let's make our own movie right here and put it at the end um, I have however um, because I do know bodies I have told people hey this step might be a little difficult if you have a bad back or bad knee or whatever here's here's something that might be good for a modification but it is a modification it is not the actual choreography and I will I'm I'm pretty right I'm pretty solid on trying to make sure I teach the dances exactly how they were choreographed I'll show kind of be like hey there's some variations out there um, you know and if you want to if you want to do a variation that's completely on you and that's fantastic. I mean, when I dance, I'll throw in variations here and there if I know people aren't watching me specifically. Yeah, like when you're on the back wall. Right, if I'm just dancing and having fun. Oh no, when I teach, I do it completely vanilla. I never throw in anything different. The next time we dance it, or if we're dancing it later that night. Yeah, when it's just or, being like, played. Yeah, when it's just being played, I then will, sometimes I'll throw in turns or I'll be like, oh look, here's a fun move to throw in, like a heel kick or a, um, crazy footwork or Apple Jacks where they're not supposed to be. Um, but that's just because I'm doing a variation. There's a complete difference between I'm doing a variation and I taught this dance this way and everybody's doing that variation. And then I think that it's slightly disrespectful to the choreographer. Yeah, that's happened in my county a lot where it's been taught as the variation and now we can't go back. Like we, we couldn't go back to vanilla if we wanted to because too many people know it as that one way that the instructor taught. Right. 
do you feel more comfortable teaching your own material or are you equally comfortable teaching other people's choreography? I'm equally comfortable, as long as people don't know it's my choreography. Hmm. Yeah, I get, I get very nervous. I still get very nervous teaching. I do. It's, um, and it's something that I do every day, seven days a week. What is it that you're afraid of exactly? What makes you anxious um, about it? I, I don't need them to know that it's mine. I don't. I, I don't need the recognition. I don't need them to be like, oh, look, it's Kat's choreography. No. I just want them to have fun with the dance. You know, because some people would be like, oh, that was cute, even if they don't like it. I'd rather them dance the dance. If they like it, fantastic. If it's not their cup of tea, they don't have to dance it again and they don't feel, have to feel like they're hurting my feelings or anything. Or they can come up and be like, you know, Kat, I liked the one you taught last week, but this one, not so much. You know, I love that feedback. But when you tell them it's yours or you need that recognition of, look, I'm the choreographer, then it puts a little bit more pressure on the class, I feel. And that's my, my own opinion. But I, I feel like it puts a little bit more pressure on the people in the class to actually make you feel good. Mm. Yeah, And I'd rather not. One of the things that's... Uh, I guess colored my my idea of like local choreographers teaching their own um, material to, to their people is that sometimes I wonder like if I if I am learning a local choreographer's uh, dance like where else am I going to be able to do this if I if I go with one of the other like national ones then maybe it'll be more useful to me and that's Unfortunately, he's kind of scared me off of doing some choreography myself because I don't want people to get that same idea about me. Like, oh, well, his dance is just going to be done here. It's useless. Mm -hmm. I want to do the one everyone's doing. Right. So then it just kind of prevents you from creating anything new. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. And um, we were actually just talking, because uh, we're at the Vegas Dance Explosion, and we were actually just talking a couple of us choreographers um, that that has happened like people are like "Ooh, I like this song and they don't put any research into it they don't look to see what else is out there they might find a song or a dance to that song that they're they fall in love with but then they just go "Ooh, I like this song let me make a dance um, and there's there's been a couple where um, um, where they have um, Oh, just to explain Sorry. the pause for those, uh, there's a big performance tonight coming up at the Vegas Dance Explosion. We want to be sure that, that we get Kat in line uh, in due time so she gets a great seat. Sorry, um, we were just looking at the line. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Um, we, have a, we have a space holder for, for the yes, line. Yes, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> um, and so there, um, we were talking about, you know, you, could, you might find something that you absolutely love, but I know specific choreographers or people who choreograph who um, consider themselves choreographers now because they're trying to choreograph and um, they don't do any research. And then they throw something out there and it's not really a fantastic dance that's gonna take off. Just um, a bunch of grapevines moving in place kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah or, or they might have a couple really cute moves in there and so a couple people love it, um, but it's not something that's gonna be nationally taken. You know, like, like my dance that just won. Um, Hazard County? Hazard County is going to be, people have already been coming up to me to take it overseas. And it's, I'm like, woohoo! I, I do know one other dance to it, and uh, I, I kind of, I mean, 
It's like I, I learned a, a version of Country Girl Shake It for me in Sonoma County that I wish I, I almost wish I hadn't learned because it's only ever done there. So when I know a, a dance to uh, to music, my body kind of latches on it. Like it feels right to do whatever I learned first. Mm-hmm. Your dance. I wish I had two bodies so I could put the other dance, your dance, in that body. And then that way they could both enjoy it, each one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And everybody's been loving it. They, mm-hmm. I, I came up um, or came out of the choreography competition room um, right after my first heat of competition. And people were already like, oh my gosh, I love that dance. Can I get the step sheet? Um, and that fits so well to that music. And oh my gosh, it's interesting, it's fun, it's exciting, and I want to do it. And so a couple of them were older ladies that were uh, probably in their 60s or 70s, and they were like, I want to learn that dance. When you teach it next year, I'm. And I was like, well, you don't have to wait till next year. Here's a step sheet. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, the toe heel half circle, especially, is like inspired. I've never seen that anywhere. Hey, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I, I love them. Um, but so, you know, it was, it was a good thing. And then after I won, um, first place with it everybody was like I love that dance you know because not everybody saw it in the choreography room because it was it's a small room there was only a certain amount of people that could be in there but then I got to show it in front of everybody and everybody was loving it everybody has come up to me well I don't know about everybody but a lot of people have come up to me and told me oh my gosh your dance was phenomenal and I was like yay thank you you know it makes you feel good and kind of like oh I, I, I am doing something good you know because you're always putting stuff out there but you never you never know until you get really big like a big name then of course like you know Joe Thompson everybody's like oh that's Joe's dance well okay that's Joe's dance Joe can put out a dance it can be cruddy everybody's gonna learn it uh-huh. and then go oh I might not like this one as much as I like her other one but everybody's gonna learn it oh yeah they are yeah, they right? are. <laughs> and so, but you get this, you know, person that um, I've been in the dance community for a long time. I had to go away for a while and then came back and people are like, oh my gosh, Kat, you're back. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, okay. And so it's nice to get that feedback of, hey, I've been doing this. You know, I haven't been out and about all the time, but I've been doing this and people still recognize me. People still know me. Um and it, it's not that people have to know you and recognize you, but in the dance community, not as a choreographer, not as an, as an instructor, but as, as a person part of the community. Oh my gosh, Kat, it's great to see you. You know, and that feeling, you don't get that everywhere nowadays. Yeah, during the uh, Team USA, Team International, uh, <laughs> whatever you'd call that, exercise, sketch, competition, um, where yeah. you were sitting in the audience, and all the instructors were the ones participating, but you jumped out with them. It's like there was no second thought about it. Like you, you fit right in with them, and they all just totally embraced you with Thank it. Thank like, you. Yeah, you, you seemed like that was where you should have been. You know. Oh, thank you. You're no, um, actually, it was completely unplanned. Yeah. Um, you know, even the even the instructors didn't know. That's why some of them weren't there to start because mm-hmm. they had no clue what was going on. Um, and then I, I saw and I was sitting there, I'm like, this looks like so much fun. And I know, I know a couple of the instructors because I've been around for a while. And um, all of a sudden they called a dance and I was like, I know a, dan- I know a dance to this song. I know it. And the, the, they could only have four people up there or something. 
and three of the people turned around and were like, no, and ran off. And I was like, tag me, tag me in, <laughs> tag me in. And everybody was like trying to figure out what. And I said, all of a sudden, I don't know what it was because I'm normally a really reserved, shy person. And all of a sudden I was just like, no, this is my safe space. I'm going to do it. And I got up and I ran out there and I looked around and I was like, okay, I know this. And, and Joe Thompson came up to me. She goes, okay. I was like, sorry. She goes, no, that's okay. We did it. We had fun. I ran back to my seat. Next dance comes on. Same thing happens. And I was like, I got it. And I ran out there and I sat down and then, um, Scott Blevins. It was, I love him. He's fantastic. He looks at me and he's all, get your butt out here. Aren't you on our team? Get out here. And I was like, oh. So I came out and I, I walked up to Joe. I'm like, Scott just told me to get out, get out here and be part of the team or whatever. And she goes, she goes, that's okay. You're what we call a ringer. Nice. <laughs> and so it was really nice to get that from somebody that I respect so much. I think at this point you've built up that kind of credibility with your years of experience and taking their choreography seriously and, and really trying to learn from it. Have you collaborated with anybody uh, who's here at the explosion or anywhere at, else at this Google? event? No, I have one dance um, that actually the people in Sacramento love, mm. which is Five Second Cha. Yes, I, I do know some fans of that one. Yeah, and um, that was um, a collaboration between uh, myself, Kristen, and Brett Hinton, and uh, Matthew Jordan, um, who Kristen and Brett Hinton used to compete in the line dance circuit and um brett was just a friend of ours who was fun and we're like hey give us give us eight counts why not um and so we each kind of came up with eight counts and we pushed it together and the reason why it's called five second shot is because we choreographed in like five minutes mm. it was kind of awesome yeah sometimes things just work out that yeah. way where do you see yourself uh, in the future of you know, your, your line dance journey with instructing and choreography. Do you, do you see yourself in a Doug and Jackie position of maybe putting on events someday? Do you want to be on the touring circuit? Where would you want to be ideally in the world um, line dance? I have contemplated for the last few years of actually um, creating an event in Sacramento. Mm. And... Um, oh, so we don't all have to fly down to LA right, or Vegas or right. wherever else. Exactly. So we could you know, put an event together in, and I've talked to a few people and they're on board to help with whatever they can. And um, I just have to figure out the time now because I'm very busy. Um, but I have wanted to do that. Um, but now that I've been teaching at events for many, many years, um, I used to teach at Cambria. I still do, um, which is an event down in Cambria, California. Um, that used to be part of um, an association called CWDI, which is no longer around, they disband, but it used to be like the two main country um, associations were UCWDC, which is a United Country Western Dance Council, I believe, and um, CWDI, which is Country Western Dance International or Incorporated or something. Um, it hasn't been around for a while, so I forgot it. but. Um, they used to put on events and competitions and stuff as well, and CWDI disband, but um, I still get asked to teach at Cambria every year, which is fantastic. And then um, I love that. It's dropped down to just a one-day workshop event and uh, dance in the evening with a team competition right before the dance, 
but it's fun it's exciting um, it, it's been really fun the last like four or five years the kids I call them kids they're they're adults but um, from San Luis Obispo the university oh, yeah. down there um, they've got a great place down there the graduate yeah, yeah and they at this I say they but it's the college university down there has a line dance um, club club and they're and legit they got numbers down there they do and they bring those numbers to Cambria every mm. year um, and uh, I was just told this year that once again they specifically San Luis Obispo kids from the university specifically requested to make sure that I was on staff again um, which I, I normally am every year um, but it's nice to know that the chamber down there is noticing that hey we, we still want to have her around you know even though I've been there for many years we still want her around so it's kind of nice um, this I, this last year I was at the Swing and Country Challenge for the Line Magic event and you know I was on staff there and taught there and um, next year I'll be at the Vegas Dance Explosion teaching um, and uh, I, I know a few people have come up to me um, a couple of the choreographers I was actually competing against have come up to me and told me that they specifically went up to Doug and Jackie Miranda or to Jackie specifically and said hey you don't understand what you have here you need to hire her and uh, Jackie said that she'd been taking notes so we'll see what turns out from that but I would love to teach on um, the dance circuit I mean I, I love the events I love the directors um, everybody is part of a family and everybody gets taken in it's there are no outsiders I mean this is an international event people from all over I think we said 26 countries came to this event this year we'd be intergalactic and, if we could get away with it like, right if we knew people we would, we would invite them to yeah and uh, so so it's a good thing I would love to be on the circuit I would um, also love to be an event director so I'm looking into both how do you balance that with your other responsibilities in life or do the other responsibilities carefully Okay. Very carefully. Um, you, you, have to, you have to realize how much time it'll take. It takes a lot of time. Um, it takes a lot of dedication. And a lot of people nowadays don't know what dedication means. Um, but it takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of time. And it takes um, a lot of understanding from family and friends. Being like, hey, this is something that's really important to me. And I'm good at it. You know, I, I just support me in this, and I'll support you in what you want. And you know, it, it takes a lot of understanding. What makes you feel so invested in this? Like of all the things that there are in the world, and life is so short, and you can only you know spend your day doing this and not that. What makes this your 100% sure? I must do this, or I will fall over and die. Activity. This is my safe place. This is my home. Like. I've met a couple people in the dance choreography competition that I immediately, like, we became best friends. It's crazy. I was goofing off in there, and like I said before, I'm a very shy person. I, if you see me outside of Stony Inn in Sacramento, or um, any other place I'm teaching, like the Opera House or something, if I'm teaching, that's my element, that's what I do. I have to put on a persona for that. Um, to make sure that, hey, 
have to be a little bit more outgoing. I have to be in charge of, you know, getting these people to learn this. Um, the right way, too. The right way. But when I'm here, um, because, yeah, outside of that, I'm very shy. Um, I like to stay in my, in my own little space. I like to be around people I know, and that's it. I don't like large groups, which this is a very large group. <laughs> Internationally large group, yeah. yes. Uh, I think there's over 1,400 people here. And uh, I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's my, my place where I feel the most comfortable. I don't ever worry about being judged for what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, um, how I'm dancing. Um, I mean, you, you've been taken in this, um, this year, like you came here and all of a sudden everybody's just like, oh, hey, I heard about you from people I know. They're like, hey, have you seen, you know, the cowboy out there dancing? And I was like, huh, which one? Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know Chris. <laughs> um, and it's fantastic. They just, they love characters and they love people who are themselves and they love people who are willing to be themselves around them and and it's like family and I am honored to be part of this family. Something that's kind of amazing here too is like I've, I've spent time in musical theater and in some ways being in a cast is like that but here there's no ego or pretension or using of you know this position with that connection to get to this other position in the future mm -hmm. it's it's so genuine mm -hmm. it feels like and I, I don't know what it is I, I'm curious and I ask people too like what is it about this activity what is it the uh, the core and the essence of of what line dance is that gives it these qualities because everybody seems to agree that it does turn into a family and uh, and you can make real connections with other humans that you've never met before. Absolutely. Um, now there's a difference in the dance community versus like the dance bar community. There is a big difference. There are, there are cliques that have formed in the bar area and stuff, but that's because those people are still, they're people who dance. They're not dancers. It's not their main thing that they're willing to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars on to go to one event, you know? Um, it's it's just what they do on the weekend, or, oh, let's go do this, because it's fun and I get to see people. Um, the dance community here in these type of events is um, people genuinely start to care about you. Even if they don't know you and they just see you out dancing and they love the way you dance or they love the character that you are on the, on the floor and they're like, wow, that person has such an amazing character about them or such an amazing presence about them. They start to like, they start to look at you and see you and they, they actually physically see you, you know, and which is nice. And then, and then dancing has this thing where it's, it's vulnerable has a huge vulnerability because you're opening yourself up to first off movement and not everybody moves the same not everybody has the same movement quality and not everybody feels the music the same so everything's going to be slightly different everything's going to and it's 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 very vulnerable to put yourself especially in a class where you're learning something you might not pick things up quickly or you pick them up too quickly and people are like oh well she must be really, really good. Well, 
you know like somebody came up to me this this event and said oh my gosh like I used to see you years ago and I knew you had a dance background and I was like oh no I didn't take a formal class until college <laughs> like I I didn't do ballet and tap and jazz and you know all that fun stuff like a lot of people did young I did line dancing I was from the country you know I was born and raised on a horse ranch and um, then we moved to California and had a farm and a whole bunch of you know I was raised on horses and so it's it's kind of funny sometimes when I go to the bar where I teach and all these people are dressing country and yes I use the air quotes Mm -hmm. um, and they're like and I'm like I was raised very country very 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 country and I would never wear shorts that showed my booty or a crop top ever whether it was going out whether it was going to mock stalls whether it was going to ride my horse you would not see me out on the ranch at all in shorts hay hurts when it pokes your legs just saying it's not fun you want something with a little bit of material between you and whatever's going to be poking you right um and so it's kind of awkward sometimes when i see that and i'm like girls have a little bit of respect for yourself you know how do you expect the guys that you're dating or interested in dating at this club or meeting at this club to see you as anything other than what you're showing them right now and so i feel kind of bad where um, you know they're putting on this country persona um, and most of them are just city folk where here you mix those city folk with the country folk but i mean you haven't seen one short booty short right like and if they're wearing shorts they're wearing shorts you know because it's warm we're dancing but um so i think here there's that vulnerability in a different way you know you're opening yourself up to all of these people seeing you make a mistake you know to, to for all of these people to um in a class or while you're dancing just out dancing to see you scramble for a step or and it, it's it's humbling sometimes to to be put in a spot where you do feel that where you're like I'm I'm really open to criticism right now but you don't get the criticism nobody says anything yeah other than oh my gosh look you got that step you know they might they might see you stumble a few times then all of a sudden you get it and they're like yeah good job you know I was in the choreography competition I'm gonna keep bringing that up because that's where I was this this event Um, and one of the gals came up to me and she actually won the other event, Lynn Card. Mm. She was fantastic. I love her dance, Granddaddy Long Legs. Yeah, um, good song choice too. Super fun. Yeah, super fun. And she, um, she came up to me before we even got um, to know who were the final two for the dance off. She came up to me and she grabbed my hand and she goes, "Cat, oh my gosh, you've got this. I will be so so proud to lose to you." And That's I said, sweet. "What?" And she started crying and she says, "You're amazing," and. I know you have this, and I am so proud of you. And I had just met this lady this weekend. And that's the kind of community this is, where out in, you know, the other dance community, it's, oh, who can get the, the job first? Or who can, who can go sell themselves the best? And here it's, no, everybody supports everybody else, even if you're competing against them, you know? It's all about support. And, and I think that's what makes it a family. I think some of my proudest moments this weekend have had nothing to do with like oh yeah I did some 
impressive 64 count da, 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 da. it when I had a chance when, when I heard music playing to dances that a couple friends of mine have choreographed if I was able to represent them and just kind of share what they've created with mm -hmm. the rest of the world like literally the rest the of the world <laughs> that made me feel good it made me feel that connection with that extended family yeah and I've also felt that vulnerability that you mentioned because earlier well this this song as well actually now that I think about it um, there, there have been a couple dances that I've taken on uh, in these workshops um, one of them was get your shoes on uh, by Scott Blevins and, and Joe and then the other one was today and that one uh, it was Roy's uh, Skinny Love, mm -hmm. and I am not accustomed to getting wall amnesia as badly as I did, yeah. and it was, it's, it's such an emotional song, and I was feeling the emotional connection with it, yep. so when I was really, I was like, oh, first wall, I'm in the flow, second wall, okay, it's starting out, oh God, what, everyone else is moving, and I'm, what wall am I on? And like, you get sucked into that music and that emotion. It's amazing. And when you fall out of it, it fall, you fall so hard. Yep. Like, to, I, had to, I had to step off the floor during, like, when, when they were doing their last, I mean, you know how they play the music and then uh -huh. you, you do it all the way through. During the last playthrough of it, I, I didn't feel like I could do it all the way through. Um, and I do want to do it tonight when, mm -hmm. they, when they play it, you know, as, as the, the request room will do. Um, I wanted to know that I had it all the way through before I attempt it again uh, because you feel totally exposed, mm -hmm. as you say. Like, when you're used to just, oh, yeah, uh, I'll pick this up, and then by the end of the song you have it, whatever, you know, bar, at bar right. dance, yeah. as it might be. When it's something as sophisticated, that with subtle movements, offbeat movements, beat... <laughs> beatless movements where you have to listen to what the vocalist is doing yep. uh, and then match it to that uh, to, to, to not get that is as you also say humbling it, it is <laughs> and uh, it, it reminds you how difficult this is for beginners like it's very tempting as an instructor to just kind of throw a bunch of stuff out there and then okay well I guess we're ready for the next wall now but no, like they, they do want to get it. They just need a little more time. They need a yep. few more repetitions on that wall. They need to connect the, the two steps in their mind so that when they do a complete 180 turn, they're ready. And if they don't have that readiness, they might quit. I, I mean, if I, if I didn't already have as much investment in the line dance world and, like, right. and that song and wanting to get that dance down, it would be very easy to quit because I didn't get it right the first time. Right. And... It, 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 to have that experience today it just kind of reminds you that as an instructor you got to be patient uh, yep. you got to remember how how it feels and uh, to have that you know, as they say in Zen you know, the beginner's mind right yeah, and that so that's dance, me ranting <laughs> no that's okay skinny love is an amazing piece of choreography it um, it's a contemporary dance mm -hmm. so it has I mean line dance is not just what you see in the bar it's not just kickball change step pivot turn around it's it's how does the music best attribute itself to movement that's what I would consider line dancing like a good line dance it could be kickball change step pivot stomp stomp right but does that feel like the best movement for that piece of music you know and and that's that's what what dance is. Dance is all about connecting and um, feeling in the body. And so to have that and for you to feel that 
is exactly what dance is about. You know, that's a contemporary piece of of choreography, and and it has contemporary. And I don't mean contemporary as in like new age. I mean like modern contemporary styling. It has modern dance movement and contemporary dance movement. I was waiting for them to do like a leap <laughs> yeah. in it because I'm like, oh, okay, maybe. yeah. Where's our pot de beret and let's do a pirouette. Mm-hmm. Um, because it, it has a lot of contemporary, especially like the hand movements where they drop. Um, it, it's a lot of, of breathing. And that's, that's what modern dance is all about. It's all about the breath and the body drops and lifts and how off balance can you get and still be in control. And, you know, and, and contemporary has kind of moved through that and kind of formed lyrical and modern together and like became this new entity itself, which is contemporary. Well, then you take some of that contemporary movement and you put it in a line dance. And then not only do you have a line dance, but you have a pretty spectacular line dance, you know? And that's just the collision of two different dance styles coming together to make a beautiful dance for a piece of music. Do you still feel those kinds of challenges uh, with dances? Like, have you, have you uh, had, like, your your Moby Dick of dance where it's just always eluding you? and Or if not always, then just not taking you, like, an hour? White, but yes. Um, I am in the choreography room. One of the dances, it was a phrased intermediate advanced dance that was 112 counts. Good yeah. Wow. Um, and there were restarts, tags, and some other amazing movement. And my body, like I was picking everything up pretty quick because that's what I do. That's why I do this because, you know, it came easy to me. Um, and I, I completely respect the people that it doesn't come easy for. You know, the people who struggle through things and... That's why I'm an instructor, by the way. I love watching those people struggle through a pivot turn, you know, a step pivot or a shuffle. And the way that their body just lights up and becomes so joyous and amazing and just, I'm in awe of them sometimes. I love watching that light bulb go on all of a sudden and they, they get so so radiant when they get that dance it is a phenomenal feeling as for me as an instructor when somebody gets something that they were struggling with the people who pick things up easy like myself like like nobody looks twice at us you know you, you don't look twice you go hey everybody got it yep okay good let's move on right but the people who are struggling you look at them and you're just like, okay, you can do this, you can do this, you know? And they're like the little engine that could, and they did. And it it makes my heart so happy, and I get so emotional, and I'm about to right now, when that's why I do what I do. Sometimes For it's, that. It's like their legs are encased in ice, and then you start to see it melt. Yeah. And then they're swimming. And yep. they're just like and happy little dolphins. Yep, and it's <laughs> fantastic, and that's, that's why I teach. So um, those are the moments that I love the most. And, and that's, that's why I continue to do what I do. So it's not for the money, because mm-hmm. I sure as heck don't get paid what I should. Um, especially for all the years I've been teaching. Um, 
and for having a background in competition and um, you know having my degree and a whole bunch of other stuff I mean I should I should be good but um, <laughs> but I, I, I do it for the people for for the people who consistently come to my classes and the people who I've had people even at the Estonian they will come take a lesson from me because they want to learn that dance and they will leave after the lesson they won't stay and dance they won't hang out at the club they don't come for the atmosphere they came for me um, and that that humbles me um, the I have people who have gone to a bunch of different even in the like uh, the at the Stony Inn on college nights I have a couple people who have come up to me and said out of all the instructors that I have taken lessons with and this is college nights so these are young kids you know probably 25 or below um, but I've had a couple of them come up to me and go you know what I've taken lessons from six seven eight people and you are my favorite instructor and I will follow you anywhere oh. I've had I've had a couple people tell me that that if I go somewhere else I better tell them where I'm at because they want to go take lessons from me there that makes you humble you're like wow what methods are you using that uh, that engender such loyalty um, first off always let them know you're human you know you make mistakes too and, and tell them that like I've been doing this for years and years and years and years and I know so, I have forgotten more dances than I have, um, no, it's okay. Um, I have forgotten more dances than I remember because um, I've been doing this for so long. And um, I will, even teaching every once in a blue moon, well, a little bit more than blue, um, you know, I'll, I'll go from one dance into another because it's the exact same step following, and I'll start into another dance. And I'm like, oh, and everybody's like, oh. Oh my gosh! And I'm like, it happens. I'm human too. Let's keep going, you know. And I just let it go. Where um, some instructors don't even acknowledge that they're, or people who teach don't even acknowledge that they're teaching a dance wrong, or that they made a mistake, or that they they'll just be like, oh wait, I, um, oh it goes like this. And you're like, hey, let them know. Be like, hey, talk to them. They're human too, you know. Be like, hey happens I made a mistake I'm so sorry this is what I meant to do and people relate to that um, I I break things down to the smallest level it can go to to teach um, always I always teach to my middle level people but I make my low level feel like they can get it and I put in some extra little like fun jokes and stuff for the people who are like oh I already got this can we move on you know and a lot of time um, the other thing I do is I don't let my classes dictate to me. In what way do they do that? Um, people try, especially since they know you, as, as an instructor, you are um, considered above everybody else slightly, but also you're their peer. You know, it's not like, you know, somebody huge like Rachel, who is fantastic. She's, she's on peer level, which is fantastic. But she, um, she stands up on a stage and she teaches. And then she comes down and sells her CDs. Fantastic. Later in the evening, then you see her on peer level. She comes out, she dances, she has fun. But when she's teaching, everybody knows that's the instructor. 
right? You have to maintain that distance slightly and don't let them dictate to you. Um, a few places I've taught, um, some people who learn more quickly be like, okay, let's move on. And I'm like, nope, no. I'm, and I've, I've been to a couple places where the instructor will just go ahead and move on or go ahead and play music even though other people aren't ready for it. Um, you always teach in the middle of your class. Um, you always give them a little bit more than you think they can handle because it gives people a challenge, but you don't give them so much that they're gonna get overwhelmed and walk off the floor. Um, you always try, I, I go super slow. And I don't mean super slow as in like, like just, okay, here's the kickball change, do it 18 million times. Repetition is fantastic, I maintain repetition. Repetition is the best thing for memory. But I break things down slowly. And people will be like, I can't do a grapevine. One, two, three, touch, four. That's a slow grapevine. If you can't do a grapevine at any speed, then either your balance is off or you don't really know a grapevine, right? And I don't mean a grapevine because grapevines are easy for most people. But it's all the syncopated stuff. You know, people are like, I can't do it that slow. You should be able to do it that slow, especially if you're 19, right? Um, your balance should be good. So do you not really know the step and you're just kind of tripling through it? Or are you just not accustomed to knowing that you know the step, you know, is my thing. And so I, I go slowly. I, I, I'm like, here, here's a sailor shuffle. We go behind, side, recover. Behind, side, recover. And I start them off so slow when we break things down. And then I'll speed it up and speed it up and speed it up and speed it up. And pretty soon the whole floor is, are doing these sailor shuffles back and forth and back and forth and back and forth up the tempo. But if I started at tempo, everybody that didn't know it kind of gets lost in the wayside. And so I'm, I'm a big believer in go slow. You really know if you know something, if you can do it slow. Anybody can do anything fast. You can fumble through steps and move on to the next one really quickly if you do fast but you really know if you know something if you do it slow. How do you identify people who might not be so forthcoming and not knowing the steps? Like if, if, oh, I can tell. Uh, Immediately. Uh, what are their cues? The first two steps we take in a dance, I can identify who the slower people learning are, who the faster people learning are, who has body movement issues, and who does not. Um, because I don't just put my back to my class and teach a dance. I'm always looking over my shoulder always you will you will rarely ever see me looking straight forward off into the audience who's sitting doing nothing or drinking a beer um, I'm always looking at my my class um, I'm watching their feet I'm watching their body I'm watching out of my peripherals I may be looking at you but I may not actually be looking at you I might be looking at four people to your right you know or to your left to that I'm noticing are having a, a problem with this cross step that should be pretty simple. Okay, so let's break that down a little bit different, but let's add something onto it as we break it down so that the people who already have it picked up kind of feel like they're still getting something. And so it's it's body movement. You can you can tell you can tell on a rock step who's going to have problems with coaster steps, with step pivots, with um, most tripling if it's going to turn 
with um, anything more than a quarter pivot um, on a rock step. You can um, tell on a shuffle who's going to be able to do a wizard lock and who's not. Who's going to be able to, um, you know, move their feet more quickly and who's not. Who has balance issues on that shuffle? Do they actually bring their feet together or do they keep their feet apart? And if they keep their feet apart, is that a balance issue or is it they don't know the move? They're just trying to look at me and figure out what it is. Um, I can pick all of that up in one step, in, in those two counts. Um, and that, I think, is part of the difference between somebody who teaches and an instructor is being able to identify little nuances that people have and go, oh, okay, I'm going to have to reword something because this person didn't get, I, I said these two things and this person didn't get it or these couple people didn't get it, so I try rewording it. Everybody else is like, okay, fine, I got it, you know, but I try rewording it and if I notice that they get it that way, then I go, oh, I reworded it this way. So their understanding is gonna be in this category, not this category. So then the rest of the dance, I then state the specific term for, uh, the technique, you know, step, pivot, shay, sailor, shuffle, you know, terminology. But then I twist it for those other people that I know were having a hard time with that move to make it much more simple for them. How do you translate it for them? Like, what uh, what exercises do you do you have them do, or uh, do you do you ever say like, think of it like this? Oh, absolutely. I, I do analogies all the time. Well, I am the queen examples. of analogies. I would love to hear some. Um, so say like uh, toe fans or heel swivels or toe heel swivels. I'm like, think of it like a windshield wiper. Oh, yeah. You know? And, and then I do it a couple times and they go, oh! Um, I, uh, what else? Um, oh, a sailor shuffle. I, I make a joke about it. I go, okay, if you put two of these together, it should look like you're drunk. Like a drunken sailor, hence a drunken sailor shuffle. Or a sailor shuffle should look like you just got off, like a sailor who just stepped off a boat and he's not, he doesn't have his land legs yet. And so he's kind of rocking back and everybody laughs and they try it and they get it. Um, step pivots, I used to use basketball terminology. Really? Yeah. I'd, I'd say, okay, step forward, put your weight on the balls of both feet. And then what you're going to do, if you've ever watched basketball, it's a basketball pivot. You can't pick up that foot. Right? Because in basketball, and I'm not a huge basketball fan, but if in basketball, if you're going to pivot that foot and you're holding the ball, you can only move one foot. If you move that second foot, it's traveling. Right? So you're stationary on one foot. Well, you stepped, let's say it's a left pivot, so you step forward with that right foot half turn. You've stepped forward on that left foot. That foot has to be stationary now. So you're going to step forward with your right foot to turn for your pivot. Well, if you can't pick up your left foot, you can't do anything, right? If you try to go to the right, you're going to twist up. And I show them, I'm like, if you go this way, look, you twist. And they laugh. And then um, I'm like, or I use the analogy, I'm like, pretend there's poles in your toes, straight through your toes. You can't pick them up and you're just going to turn the only way without falling down that you can't. And people get it. So a lot of people might think before they get into a lesson, uh, they might think, Oh, I, I'm not a dancer. I can't learn to dance. That's not for me. And that might prevent them from ever learning the joy of line dance. Uh, yes. What would you say to those people? And what should we be saying in the line dance community uh, to, to help be better ambassadors to the rest of the world, the non 
currently non-line dancers who should be, which is everyone. Which is everyone. <laughs> um, you have to see where where they fit in, like what what their why is. Like why would it be good for them? Everybody's why is completely different. Like why it's good for me is completely different than why it's good for you. Why it's good for Brenda Chateau is completely different than why it's good for um, you know John Lieberman. Completely different. Um, but you have to figure out what their why is. A lot of times it's just exercise. It's a fun way to exercise. Um, some people it's um, that it keeps their mind active and it, um, it's really good for, um, for people who are having problems with memory um, and retaining things because of the repetition and the, um, they've showed that um, line dancing is actually really good for um, people with Alzheimer's that it's, it's developing those neurons, um, transmissions in your brain that actually keep your brain functioning the way it should. Um, it's good for people who have, uh, or feel that they have no rhythm or two left feet because it's a set set of steps that you do over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Um, people love it for the music. They're like, I get to, and some people love it because of the community and they get to be a part of something. And they're, they're that person that loves to be a part of something. Um, there've been a couple people who are like, no, I'll, I'd never do that. Line dancing's easy. And I convince them to come out and try it. And they look at me and they're like, oh my gosh, Kat, this is so much harder than I thought it was. This is fantastic. You know? So everybody's why is completely different. And the way to get them interested or to feel and, and some people won't be. Some people dancing is not their thing, and that's okay. I am okay with them hanging out, with them watching, with them being entertained by the dances. Um, but I, I think line dancing is, is good for everybody just because it does have that sense of community. And so the way to be an ambassador, I believe the best, is to talk to somebody. Don't tell them, oh, hey, you need to try this. Be like, hey, how are you? Who are you? What do you like? You know, and actually get to know them a little bit. And you'll know within the first five minutes what their why is. Five minutes, you'll know what their why is. Or if, if that would not be their thing at all. It would be hard for me to imagine somebody for whom that, that would not be their thing. Like, yeah, I know. To, for them but to be anti. Some people aren't. Some people just, that's not their thing. They don't. They don't like movement. Like I, I know somebody who he likes to sit at home. He plays video games. He doesn't really listen to music. He's not a big music person. Being not a big music person, dancing has a lot to do with music. You know, um, and then he's not a big dancer. He's like, no, I, I'm not. I'd rather hang out and talk with people and watch you guys dance. Go dance. You know, and. That works. Because then he can still be part of the community. And he can do what is best for him in that community. Right. And so um, I think that that we need to, I mean, respect people's ideas about what things are or who they think they are. But show them that it could be something fun. It, it could be something that they could be a part of in whatever capacity that they feel they want to be, whether a spectator, a dancer, um, somebody who um, is just in the background part of the crowd. 
you know, hanging out and talking to people. But I, I think that that being part of this community is an amazing thing. Something you said that I find very interesting. It's a different way of looking at it, sort of. Uh, like, w sometimes I think about line dance and how it can be spread to more people because I think they would like it. Um, but I've often thought about it in terms of, like, what book needs to be written, what technology needs to be created, what video needs to be recorded that can then be brought to these people. But you, you look at it in a different way, like uh, starting from the person. The person is whoever they are. Mm -hmm. They have their whole life and everything that's important to them. And you're coming to them with them giving to you their story and their life. Right. And only after that would you interface, not just throw a bunch of stuff at them and say, look, colored lights, country music, do this now. Right. I like it. It's very empathetic, very human human way to, to share something that you care about with uh, somebody that that uh, is, is opening yeah. up to, to you in that way. Well, I mean, there's a couple of reasons why. I mean, if you look at it on the give and take side, it's if I want them to listen to what I have to say about what I care about, I should be open to listening to them tell me what they care about. Definitely. And I have just a couple more questions for you as, as time gets closer to the show. The, the, the show. Um, how can people get in contact with you if they if they wanted to ask you further uh, questions? Follow there's, up. There's a couple different ways. Um, I am on Facebook, mm -hmm. Cat Painter. Um, I have um, an email, uh, catorax at yahoo.com, K-A-T-O-R-A-X, cat or ax mm. at yahoo.com. That's one. I also have um, uh, dance with cat at yahoo.com. I have um, my dance fun at Yahoo or Gmail, okay. um, which is nice because then I can kind of separate stuff. Um, but anybody can contact me. They can text me. Phone number seven zero seven six eight nine seven six one seven. You can uh, call me. Uh, I'm open. I want to share this with people, and I love what I do. Choreography. Um, instruction, just dancing, talking with people. I, I love this community and I love what it does and I love how it brings people together. Where in the bar community, I've been in the bar community a long, long, long time, teaching line dancing and teaching uh, all sorts of dance actually, two-step, waltz, a couple's dances, I teach country swing, everything, I teach ballroom dancing. I, I love the dance community. But there is a difference between the event, actual dance community, and the, hey, I'm a bar dancer, Sacramento community type thing. There's a difference. Um, and sometimes those two worlds can co come together great. And sometimes there's, you know, still the clickiness in the bar. And there's the, hey, this group doesn't get along with that group. Where in the events, every group gets along with every group. I haven't seen one that doesn't. You know, um, and I've been doing this a long time, and so, um, so I think, I think it's just for a, a great community, a great family. Um, you can be who you are without worrying that it's going to be looked down upon, or it's it's not going to be what everybody thinks it should be, or you can be anybody you want to be, as long as it's you, and everybody's going to love you for it. Is there anything that you would request or ask of all the folks who are listening right now? 
Do the dance is right is what she said for anybody who couldn't hear that. No. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I would pretty much, I'd want to ask that everybody understands that there is a much bigger dance community than their little community. Um, and respect the other the other communities. Respect that there are different ways to do things and, and not everybody does everything exactly the same. However, if it's choreographed, it should be done the same. Just saying. Okay, um, moving on from there. That no, but but just just show a little bit of respect. You know, you don't have to bash on on anything that's different. Or I've no I've noticed, especially on Facebook. Be careful on Facebook. Don't don't just write something just because somebody else does. Um, I've noticed, especially towards Stonies and the the other couple things that are happening, the clubs that opened up. Um, I noticed that there are some names being called, um, people calling the Stony Inn phonies, um, which are people who have partaken of Stonies and used to come quite a lot. And then um, there were some things that happened and one of them was asked not to come back. Um, and then there was some animosity towards that, I guess. And there was, and I know the background on it. It doesn't need to be gotten into. Um, but just because one person does, doesn't mean everybody does. Respect the fact that there are many places to dance and everybody, everybody, I don't care if they're your best friend or your boyfriend, girlfriend or your husband, I don't care. Everybody should be allowed to go and dance wherever they want to go. They should be able to go without having, you know, somebody tell them, oh, you went to that place. You know, they should be able um, to enjoy dancing for dancing's sake. They shouldn't, um, like I, I saw on Facebook once that, um, like the owner of Stoney's, who loves to dance, and that's why he opened Stoney's originally, Stoney, um, is because he wanted a place that everybody could come and dance and have fun. And um, he used to dance for years and years and years before he opened Stoney's. And he'd go to the Graduate in Davis, and he'd go to Split Fire in Vacaville, and he'd go to the Saddle Rack in uh, Fremont, but before it was in Fremont, it was like in San Jose or something. Um, and he, he would go, when the Opera House opened, he would go up to the Opera House every once in a while, and he'd go over to the station on West Coast Swing Night or on Country Night, and he would do that, and then the station stopped doing Country, and then they've now opened up again, and he went over there one night just to hang out. Um, and there was a lot of backlash towards him for, well, oh, get, look who came over, you know, to this new club to check it out, to see the competition and why, you know, other people are coming other places. And I was like, wait, 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 wait. First off, he should be able to go wherever he wants. Any, any owner should be able to go wherever they want. They're people too, you know. And I'm sorry if I owned a bar or a dance club and I wanted to go out for the evening with my husband or my boyfriend or whatever I would not go to the place that is my bar or my club because at that point you're then in owner mode you're not in hangout with my spouse mode you're in owner mode if somebody says hi and wants to talk to you for 20 minutes about something it is your duty which he does he does really well 
he pays attention to the people who talk to him and he listens to what they say and they you know people people love the camaraderie that is Stoney's most of the time um and he went somewhere else because he and his wife wanted to go dancing they wanted to go hang out have a couple drinks and they didn't have to answer questions about the bar oh hey did, did we stock this from his employees or oh this is happening we need to take care of it or that's what the manager's for. Mm -hmm. He wanted to go out and hang out with his wife and go have a drink and some dancing. And so they went somewhere else that they used to go on a regular basis. But now, because it's reopened, not the, the club, but the, the night has reopened with different things, then all of a sudden it was this thing where he was trying to come in and steal the competition, you know? And I'm like, hey, let, let people experience everything. That's what I would say. Let them experience everything without the animosity, without the thinking that, oh, he's gonna come steal stuff. No, he didn't. I know, I know what happened before. There was no stealing. Um, I'm like, just let people be. Let them enjoy the dance for the dance's sake. You know, if you are, a true ambassador for, and this is what we were talking about, for the Lion Dance community and for what we've been experiencing here at the event, the camaraderie and the family community, you have to let people go places, whether you like that place or not. Like there are places I've been and I'm like, yep, I don't like this place. Not necessarily the place itself or not necessarily the dancing or not necessarily um, you know, somebody specifically was there. It just could be like, you know what? I, I'm just not comfortable in this atmosphere. I told you before, I'm a little reserved. So, you know, there's just some atmospheres where I'm like, yeah, not my atmosphere. I, I don't want to come back here. But I would never tell my friends not to go. I would never be like, oh, nope, don't go there because that's a terrible place. Well, no, every place has its, has its pros, has its cons. And it's, it's when you can see that and be like, you know what? You want to go to that place? Have fun. When you come here, have fun. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that that's what I would want to share most with everybody is let people be, let them enjoy, let them go experience everything and anything in the dance community that they want. And really just respect the fact that they should have that choice. One final question. Yeah. About choice, in fact. Okay. Um, what dance do you think everybody should go learn right now? Hazard County. No. Um, <laughs> um, one, that's hard. You have to choose. Oh, I have to choose. Because we're talking about choice. So. I know. It's very, well, it's very difficult because it depends on, like, there's so many different styles of dancing, inline dancing. There's so many different, like, like, I love, and I have loved ever since, um, Rachel came out with it and I um, was hanging out with her in Reno uh, back in May and uh, we were talking a lot and she's like Kat you have to make sure you come in and take my girl crush dance and it's so smooth and it's beautiful and uh, she collaborated on that and it's a beautiful dance I love it every time it's been played I've been trying to run out and dance it um, and then Hazard County won first place. Yeah. So, so that might it. be a, a nice one too. 
it just depends on if you want country music or if you want non-country music. You know, the choice is huge. One that I think is a lot of fun, that is really crazy and a lot of fun, um, was on the schedule that Roy had a sabroto taught, and it was uh, something party. Um, hold on, we're looking it up. All right, let's right take a look. Was it Saturday, Sunday, um, Friday? It was Thursday. Thursday? I don't think I have with me. But maybe um, it'll... It should be on the back. Oh, it's not. Um, oh, he taught it again. It's something party. All right. And um, it is a hilarious dance. It is so much fun. It is so high energy. I cannot see it on here. Well... Um, I know he taught it again. I guess if, on Friday? if people Google the word party in conjunction with, well, it's the choreographer. Roy Hadisubrotu. Hadisubrotu, which is, or Brotu, which is uh, spelled H-A-D-I-S-U-B-R-O-T-O. Party night. Party night, there it is. Party night. He was actually choreographer, Roy Hadisubrotu and Fiona Murray. Um, that is a hilarious dance. Hilarious It's no hilarious in... Like, just watching it, is, it's funny. It's funny to watch. But then when you go out and do it, it's so much fun. You're like, no way. It has, like, it has, like, the swim pony in it. It has, like, run, 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 jump, jump, jump. Run, 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 jump, jump, jump. <laughs> it's just hilarious. So if I if I say, go get a really, really, really fun, crazy dance, party night. If, if you want something smooth and beautifully put together, then Rachel McEnany scores really high with me on Girl Crush. Um, if you want brownie then, points with Cat, learn how to If you want brownie points with me, learn <laughs> Hazard County, because that one's, that one's going to be taken off because mm -hmm. people internationally have come up to me requesting step sheet. Um, and it won first place at Vegas Dance Explosion, mm -hmm. which is an international event. Yeah. Um, you can against, say you're the best in the world now. I know. We'll see. After Worlds. I'm going to Worlds. I'm going to compete at Worlds. Mm -hmm. um, but it... Yeah. So I think it would depend on what style. But if I had to really pick one that I could only dance, let's say I only could dance one dance for the rest of my life. Five second cha. Really? Yeah. Why five second cha? Um, you can do it to a multitude of cha-cha music. So if you don't like one cha-cha song, you can change it. So you wouldn't be stuck listening to only one song for the rest of your life, or the rest of my life. Um, so I could change it. There's a really, a bunch of good country cha-cha out there. Um, and then it's a smooth country cha-cha. So it, um, it has some cute moves in it. Really easy, 32 count, um, low intermediate line dance. Um, no tags, no restarts simple it has a slide in it and the coaster step turns are easy um, the, the um, prep to a full spin shuffle to a sweep syncopation is complicated enough to keep your interest but um, but easy enough that um, a high beginner can dance it after a few times repetition of like walking it through, they can get it. And I, other than this weekend, because um, I did Hazard County, and that's what I've been hearing comments on, 
Um, other than that, the one that I hear the most around where we dance is five second chop requested. They want five second chop, I want five second chop, I want five second chop. Not bad for a five minute choreography session. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that would, um, if I had to pick one not mine, um, I would say that one of my favorite dances um, wow it's really hard to have a bunch um, but one of my favorite dances to do at the clubs all the time like when it comes on I'm like oop I gotta go um, gosh would probably be Black Ice. Ooh. Yeah. Then to If You're Getting Down by yeah. number five, I-V-E, otherwise yes. known as five. Yeah, that would, that would be the one that is, like, it, it, it's a stay. I've been doing that for years and years and years and years and years. And even though people don't quite do it correctly, um, the choreographer did a really good job with it. I'm not a huge, huge fan of the music. Um, because I love country, um, but there are a bunch of country songs you can do it to, hmm. which is nice. Really? Like, which ones have never yeah, tried? I country? can't think of them off the top of my head. That's all right. Um, but um, I think I think a friend of mine and I used to do it to Kerosene. Oh. Oh, wow. Um, i got to try that. And I believe that's by Miranda Lambert. Hmm. And... Yeah, I think back home we do, like, triple M-bop tours or something. Yeah. Otherwise known as some as M-bop, but... M-bop. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's when I would say, hey, if you don't know Black Eyes, you should. Hmm. You should. Five Second Cha, Girl Crush, and Party Nights by Roy Hadasabroto. Hmm. And Hazard County. <laughs> plug, plug. Oh, and people are moving into the Perfect room timing. next door for the performance. So uh, I will thank you for coming to share your wisdom with us here tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. And I hope we get a round two at some point since you live so close by. You're just about two hours away and we have so much so more that much we could talk, talk about, about. With, with line dance. So thank you again, Kat. And, thank you. Uh, have a great rest of your weekend here at Vegas Dance You Club. too.